When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. In this weekly show, the Husker Online team will give you the latest insight on Husker football, basketball, baseball, and of course, recruiting. Now, here's your host, Husker Online publisher, Sean Callahan. Hello here and welcome to another edition of the Husker Online show. Sean Callahan, Steve Sitton, Robin Walsh, as we get ready to head out to Lovely East Lansing, Michigan. It's be a, my fourth trip there covering the right? Huskers. Yeah, did you go in '95? Yes. The 11 a.m. game where Bob Devaney addressed the team before the game. I don't remember that. That was was that when we got back and Lawrence Phillips was yes. an issue. Yeah, yeah. That's the first time I ever ate it. Um, oh God, why Cracker Barrel? It's the first time I've ever eaten a Cracker Barrel. Um, that I, I, yeah, and I had to fry chicken, and I and I'll never forget it. it and you really thought it just changed your life. Mm. Yeah, it's the first time I've ever eaten no, a Cracker Barrel. In '95, it was a big game for Devaney. He was from Saginaw, Michigan. Oh, really? He he co- well, he coached um, at Michigan State before he, you know Wyoming and Nebraska, so he had connections there. And so he, <clears> you know, for him to be out there for that game was kind of a, one of the last public moments he had with the Interesting. team in '95. Sure. Yeah, that was that was. Uh, Lawrence really ran well in that game, Lawrence Phillips, mm-hmm. um, and then came back and there were issues. <laughs> there, won't, there won't be a lot of Lawrence Phillips-type runs in this stadium on Saturday. No, there's no Lawrence Phillips out there. Now, I, I'm, I'll do respect to all Emma the Johnson backs, and, yeah, but, I mean, Lawrence was Lawrence. And that's when you, you saw, like, okay, I mean, the thought was, okay, now he's a Heisman guy. This looks like mm-hmm. a Heisman Trophy contender right yep. off the bat. That was and that was uh, Nick Saban team. That was Nick Saban yeah. coach. Well, yeah. Then we go out there in tw- 2012. Jamal Turner scored yeah. to win the game at the yeah. end and late. It was a back and forth slugfight in 2013 um, or 24. Excuse me, 2014. <coughs> Bo Pelini lost out there uh, to a good Michigan State team. I mean, th- then obviously the 2021 game. Uh, was the disaster of Daniel Cherney with a with a punt that got shanked? Mm. So well, I don't know if he shanked it. No, he just kicked it straight down the pipe. He, he didn't shank that. He just missed his mark by thirty yards. Yeah, he rolled out right, the and the punt went left. Or yeah, no yeah. shank. Yeah, he hit it pretty good, actually. He just hit it the wrong he just way. Kicked it to where none of his coverage team was. Yeah, God, you guys remember it. I mean, I'll never forget it. I forget a lot. I've told you guys, I forget a lot of games that I was even at, but I'll never forget that moment because I was, I couldn't believe it. Like, he missed his mark by 30 yards, and the guy had a clean shot to the end zone. <laughs> Unbelievable. One Ross Ells was the special teams coordinator um, yeah. for that team. I believe he's still there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so T.J. Hollowell's there. Ted Gilmore's there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some definite, definite Nebraska flavor on the staff. And Yeah, there is. You know, what, what a situation they're walking into, though. Michigan State's lost six in a row. Uh, they have not won since Mel Tucker's been fired. And it kind of goes with the theme of what the schedule has been down the stretch. I mean, after Illinois, you think about Northwestern, interim head coach. You think about Purdue, first-year coach, kind of trying to figure things out. This week, interim head coach. Next week, Kevin Sumlin's offensive coordinator 
I'm sorry, uh, Maryland's offensive coordinator, Kevin Sumlin, is suspended after getting a DUI, and the Terrapins are probably going to come in, losers of four in a row. Wisconsin's lost their quarterback and their running back for the year, and then Iowa uh, with their coordinator situation this week. So there, there's, there's been just so many breaks for Nebraska, and, and they've got to they've capitalize on it this week. Breaks, but you could also credit Nebraska for holding together. I mean, Correct. no DWIs, no craziness. Well, they had a DUI. Yeah, they did. To start the year. To start the year. But that was August. That was Big Ten media day. <laughs> they got all their drama out of the way. They had a guy break into a vape shop. I mean, they, they, Okay, there's been some drama. <laughs> I mean, there's been now that you mention it. There's been a couple <laughs> situations. Yeah, yeah. And there, yeah. Listen, in a big organization, things are going to happen with people. I mean, it just you just got to – it's how you handle it. deal with 200 people. Yeah. Odds are something's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hopefully with five, we should be okay. But just <laughs> – Here, today – you just think about it. <laughs> for the next hour and a half. Yeah, just keep things together, Abby. <laughs> you think about just what Saturday was for Nebraska, the win over Purdue, 31-14. Yeah. It was their first three-game win streak as a program since 2016. They previously had eight opportunities to do it since 2016. Um, it was the first time Nebraska has gone undefeated in the month of October. And this one kind of knocked me back a couple steps since 2001. Think about that. Hmm. Think how much life has moved since 2001. Yeah, first undefeated October since Frank was here. You didn't even have a cell phone in 01, Sipple, probably. I think I had a cricket. You, you got the cricket so cell phone line in 01? I, 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 I don't know. I don't remember, to be honest. I did. My first phone was a cricket. I know mm-hmm. that. I know that. Cricket wire. I remember in, in like if you like left Lincoln, it didn't work. It didn't work. <laughs> it was like a tra- track. I didn't phone. want it to work. Um, <laughs> I wish I had a cricket now. Actually, <laughs> are they still? Or I just wish I didn't have a phone. I. I anyway. Um, yeah, where, where were we going with just, that? Just the, the month of October. And oh how yeah, big it was for this program, and yeah, and now huge for the program. Now they're sniffing a bowl game. Yeah, and and in the. In the hunt for the West. Really in the, in the hunt. I and mean, it's a rare legit. territory. When was the last time Nebraska at this stage, going into November, was the favorite? I mean, they're going to be favored. They are favored going to Michigan State. Probably going to be favored at least a couple more times mm-hmm. before we're all said and done. So this is a situation that many players on this roster have not experienced. Who has experienced? <laughs> at least guys have transferred. Yeah. <laughs> you know, at yeah, other no, schools. Right. Guys that came here and spent their entire career at Nebraska have never experienced this. Isn't that something? They've always been basically out of it or fighting for their lives uh, at this point of the season. Now there are expectations. There's optimism. Yeah. This is new territory <laughs> that uh, for the first time in a long time, guys are going to have to deal with the other side of being the hunted as opposed to the hunter. There are sort of expectations. They're not... Crazy expectations. Sure There's expectations. Yeah. Little bowl. Yeah. Compete for the Big Ten West. It's yeah. all right well, there in front of you. Yeah, I don't know. It's that all right there. Expects them to compete for the Big Ten West, but yeah, to they're, they're favored. I think they're expected to compete. Yeah, to compete. They're tied for first place. Yeah, to compete. They're but nobody's saying, hey, if they don't they'll win the West, yeah. they're a failure. Yeah. <laughs> I no, mean, no. but but you would say they're favored against Michigan State. That's, That's expectation. I, I mean, would say they'll be favored against Iowa and I, I think Maryland. The, I think the Maryland game is going to be a slight edge. It's the home field edge. They're, they're oh, going yeah. oh, yeah. to go out to Wisconsin probably as a in a, um, uh, seven points at least. Ooh. Mm. At Ooh. least seven. Really? Do- dog. Really? Well, you, you think more than that? Less. You were okay. Well, I mean, Wisconsin held Ohio State it was only a 14-point win for Ohio State. Yeah, Wisconsin. we're splitting hairs here. I just I 
I would thought more like a three or four. Can we points. agree, though, that the Wisconsin game is far and away the toughest remaining game of the four? Yes. Right now, yes. And what's, is this the most favorable of the four? Yes. I, I, I want to say or the home field games are more. I don't know, man. This Spartan team is a mess. They've been outscored 76-12 to 12 over their last two games. <laughs> They haven't just lost six in a row. They've been humiliated yeah, that's bad. over the past two games. That's bad. They're, they've got a lot of issues. They don't know who's starting at quarterback this week. They might be throwing a true freshman out there. They are just they have no passing game whatsoever. They don't know who their quarterback's going to be? No, it's a competition. Right now, during their press conference today, they said that they have not made a decision on their start. It's a good thing one guy's researched for the show today. Well, I was <laughs> writing. <laughs> yeah. So they don't know who their quarterback's going to well, be. Well, they're not saying it publicly if they do. Huh. Interesting. Well, and you think about for the defense, I mean, I think Michigan State at home, senior day, they'll come out with a charge. And right. I think Nebraska's just got to survive this opening charge and make some plays. They sure as heck can't fumble opening kickoffs mm-hmm. or punts or, or, or go or interceptions know, or have five turnovers on the road, you know, or, and lose four of them. No, you can't do that. They got to get that under control for sure. Well, they, and will Michigan State hit as hard? I mean, Purdue hit Nebraska as hard as any team all year. Oh, that, this is Big Ten. This is the Big Northwestern hit Nebraska, yeah. too. I mean, Northwestern was banging, just too. just expected at this, this point. This is Big Ten. Yeah. Oh, it's not going to – I do not think this will be easy. No. I do not. And not with Nebraska's offense. Well, the spread's only like three. But yeah. here's the thing. We were wrong. I was wrong about Purdue. Nebraska won easily. I mean, I was wrong about that. I, I, I mean, i got to come clean. Like, I just say – oh, I don't think they can beat Michigan State easily because of that offense. Well, that offense just beat Purdue easily, you know, so. And Rule had that team prepared to play in the weather. That's the key. And here here we are on Halloween, and it's brutal outside. Hey. They're, they're outside practice. I mean, give Rule credit. He's not putting him inside the controlled lab with the garage doors closed and warmth. He never does. He puts mm-hmm. him out there. And he never does. day one. I think yeah. they play – I mean, they respond to it well because they're, they do it daily. We're, you know, we've had a lot of coaches that we've covered here that on a day like today, they want to get a good practice in, so they'll close the garage doors and they'll practice in the 75-degree facility. Yeah. I mean, even in the springtime, remember – Rule would have them outside all the time. And it gets wicked in the spring at times. There were some wicked days. I remember a Saturday where they scrimmaged, and it was wicked yeah, we cold. We were bundled up in like yeah. winter clothes. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, no, no, they're always in. And I think so. they're all, excuse me, they're always out. This always kind out. of goes to your point, too. It's not just making sure his team's acclimated to the weather. I think it's about fully embracing the winning ugly narrative to where, like, they don't care about style points. Right. They want to make sure that they're ready to play and win rain sleep snow all that sort of stuff and you know that that not a lot of coaches buy into that the way nebraska has all right when we come back we'll get into the offensive storylines heading out to east lansing you're listening here to the husker line show with threats to our nation waiting around every corner adaptability is more important than ever when conditions change without notice quick strategic thinking is crucial and with obstacles consistently impending determination is essential in overcoming them it's this willingness decisiveness and resilience that sets marines apart with our fighting spirit we don't just fight battles we win them marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown and through adaptable problem solving we do just that learn more at marines.com you're listening to the husker online show your authority on nebraska athletics and we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple, Robin Washett, as we get you ready for Saturday's 
11 a.m. game in East Lansing between Nebraska and Michigan State. This segment of the Husker Online Show brought to you by CHI and MyProviderMatch.com. I love my provider at CHI Health Clinic. Go see Dr. Johnson over there. It's Dr. Evans. Uh, did you know that CHI Health has created an online quiz to match you with providers that match your personality? It's that easy. Go to MyProviderMatch.com, answer a few questions, and be matched with a provider who understands your health goals, including primary care and women's health providers, pediatricians, and cardiologists. Uh, I was just in there last week, ran into former Husker Tyler Evans, um, former receiver. He's a dermatologist over there doing great work. And uh, just every time I've gone over there, it's been a great experience there on 40th in Yankee Hill Road. Um, so if you're having someone that you can turn to no matter what for your health, it makes a big difference in your health. That's why CHI Health's Provider Match is a great thing to look into to find the right provider to fit your personality. Thanks again to CHI Health for sponsoring us here on the Husker Online Show. All right, let's get in um, to the offense here. Harburg, I mean, how concerned are you guys with the beating he's taken I mean, it, he took more hits than we've seen a quarterback take in the run game in quite a while in Nebraska Saturday. Yeah, what did Rule say on Monday? He's got to learn how to get down. And he said, you know, he was asked how he is physically, and he's, he's a little beat up. I like what he – didn't he say he, he's the quarterback at Nebraska? Yeah, he said that at the end of the, a long quote about it. Um, how concerned I am – how concerned am I about Heinrich? He seems okay. Mm-hmm. Um, he He's a big dude. I mean, he he – dishes out punishment too it's an interesting discussion with him and this whole notion of sliding and getting down you saw a a few runs where he didn't really have room to get down and he's big he's so big it's harder for him to slide than it is for like a 5'11 195 pound shortstop you know Mm -hmm. he's 6'5 220 yeah the runs aren't a concern to me it's the shots he's taking as a passer that's the problem the the fact that he's putting himself in harm's way by not getting rid of the football. And I think that's kind of what Matt Rule was really yeah. hitting on is he used the – Shown dang fall. Sometimes you got to skip rock, skip a rock and move on to the next play. And he doesn't do that enough. He holds on to the ball too long. And that big hit that he took where he had to leave the game, he was bleeding from the mouth uh, where the Illinois – or uh, <laughs> Purdue linebacker smoked him. Uh, that was a play where he didn't even – he said he didn't even see the guy. He said that guy may as well come off the sideline during that play because I didn't see him. So that – it's not just decision-making. He's just got to have better vision, have a better awareness and pocket presence to be able to feel those types of hits coming yeah. before their level them out in the middle of the field. Well, and, and I, I had a lot of people email. I had two emails, actually, about fans just disappointed in the decision to like have Harburg run it after he had took that big shot. Mm-hmm. Then the fumble followed that play. Just, you know, like the awareness of the coaches of that situation. Like, hey, your quarterback literally just got – destroyed yeah that's fair and, and his bell was rung probably handed off and and you know you put him in a run play again which led to a fumble so that was kind of a questionable call um in that situation uh but i want to get on jeff sims now because you know he's really played like what five snaps since he's been benched one was a sack when harburg lost his helmet and then saturday um the play came in wrong on a fourth down he played four snaps saturday play comes in wrong and they are going for this fourth down play fourth and, then, and one and, you know, the, the whole the whole execution of the whole play was off. And then Sims fumbles it, and they return it for a touchdown. Yeah, well, it's unfortunate. I don't know if I – It's not on him, It doesn't really change my opinion of him. It's just – it's just, it's just, it just happened, and you move on. I, My whole 
situ- my whole viewpoint of the quarterback position is they're in pretty good shape right now because because Purdy's back in in the fold and he looks and, good and yeah what I've heard is he's he can run the option at a pretty high level I mean so you can get down past Sims and be okay and I think Sims would ultimately be okay so keep hammering away with Heinrich and you know it's it's working it, what what they're doing is I mean, you'd have to say it's working, right? So, right? I would. Am, am, you it, say you say the quarterback situation is pretty good. I'd yeah. say it's good enough because <laughs> they can win with what they're doing. Yeah, they've shown that. Okay, but the ceiling of what they have at that position is pretty low. Like they're not stretching the field unless it comes off an option pass. Like there's no threat of a consistent downfield passing game unless it's coming off play action and they're mm-hmm. getting eight nine guys up in the box. And so that is where. I'm going to stop it before going to that they're in a pretty good spot. Because right now, I mean, Jeff Sims wasn't throwing the ball well. Good enough Heinrich's spot. not throwing the ball well. No, good but Whoa. what they have is enough to win. Mm-hmm. With the way that defense is playing, they're making enough plays through the air. The quarterback run game is being, you know, it's kind of the staple of their offense right now. And it, I think that that's fine. For what this season is, you can keep rolling with that. But it's got to get better down now, the road. Now, not, I mean, we have to be fair to the offense, I mean, yeah, this this is a defense team. We know that, but it leads the Big Ten in rushing. It's because they don't throw the ball. <laughs> I'm trying to so give at least, the offensive. At least they're doing something. I'm trying to give the offensive line some credit. Again, here. but yeah, but that's what they want. That's what they have to be mm-hmm. for, for the personnel and the injuries that they're dealing with. What they have to be a mm-hmm. run oriented team mm-hmm. to control the ball, take some of the pressure off their defense, and mm-hmm. wear down teams to where they can win in the fourth quarter. And they've mm-hmm. been doing that for yeah. the most part. Uh, most of the season. Yeah, I give them credit for leading the Big Ten in rushing and ranking second against the run. And those are real, raw stats. That's how you win in this fight. We can't do this thing where we continually diminish everything they're doing. I mean, they're they're doing some things right. Five and three for a reason. I give them credit because they've literally just rebuilt the whole house in the middle of the season. I mean, (laughs) seriously. I mean, you think about like what they thought they were going to be and what they are now. It's like they built this kitchen and they're like we don't we can't use this kitchen anymore we got to right. rebuild the whole kitchen right i mean something it, happened to the pipes and and so like they've had to figure out a way to cook in this kitchen <laughs> right i'm going something. on one of my analogies i love it. go yeah it's and, beautiful just keep going they're not making the best meals but they're making good enough meals yeah they, i mean they lost i mean the biggest loss to me is irvin um irvin and ramir johnson well and, billy kemp and camp and and, and, and marcus washington <laughs> Uh, we just go through Xavier Betts and, and I, Isaiah Garcia Castaneda, but the the pounding running game that was Irvin. I mean, that was going to be Gabe Irvin. But they figured out something with these freshman receivers, at least. Like, hey, these guys run ten four. How do we get that ten four into the game? The belly option. That's how it's been. Now, now teams are going to mm-hmm. they're going to watch that close. Now, I'll be interested to see what the adjustment is. They you bore know. you with some of those plays, and then boom. Yeah, they the come belly out option's a beauty. I mean, they both those guys, Malachi Coleman and Jalen Lloyd, were running wide open. Mm-hmm. I mean, that thing worked to perfection. Yeah, so think they're going to beat a lot of defenders one-on-one just yeah. with that speed alone. Yeah, they, and, and then, you know, withdrawing the safety up mm-hmm. or wherever that belly option's doing. Man, I mean, those guys were running wide open. A lot Speed and play. Speed and play design are the reasons. All right, when we come back, we're going to shift the discussion over to Tony White's black shirt defense. They continue to play at a high level. They held Purdue to under 200 yards Saturday. We'll hit on that and more. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple, Robin Watchup talking defensive storylines for Nebraska as they head out to Michigan State for an 11 a.m. game. But before we get to that, this segment of the show brought to you by Caldera Lab. Steve Sipple is slowly but surely turning the yes. table uh, with Caldera Lab as we've built it up to him all season long. But um, it's a great product. Use it every morning. Use it this morning uh, before I came into to football stuff and takes 30 seconds and it makes your face feel fresh your skin feels great you're taking care of yourself 94 percent of men that have used caldera lab have shown improvement with their skin and that's the key um, you want to take care of your face a place like nebraska it's sunny it's windy uh, the weather can be hard on your face this is a great product to use uh, to help you look good so when you head back steve simple to that 40-year columbus for you is it are you at the 40-year i don't know i i'm 57 when so you head just back do the to math. the reunion you say wait a minute is that simple's brother or is that yeah. simple <laughs> wait a second they're the same age as me almost one's a year younger and one's a year older <laughs> my god sean uh adam's gonna adam's gonna be like adam's only one year younger than yeah me. yeah he's one year younger than me sean see he uses caldera lab <laughs> <laughs> okay bradley cooper <laughs> <laughs> all right well once again uh, check out caldera lab Dot com Use promo code HUSKER to get 20% off. we got a great special again at calderalab.com. Promo code HUSKER. Thanks again to Caldera Lab for sponsoring us here on the Husker Online Show. Okay, let's get into the defense. Um, mm-hmm. Because for Nebraska, that has been the story. Um, and, you know, they continue to tackle at a high level. They forced turnovers at a high level this past week, as high of a level as we've seen all season. The pass rush guys are coming. The young players are playing well. I mean, it's all coming together here in this final month for Tony White. How many yards did Purdue get? 195? First time all year they've been held under 200 yards. Okay, they got they got 195, and Matt Rule went in front of the media yesterday and said it wasn't as good as we thought. That's got to be motivational. Oh, and, yeah. I mean, <laughs> come on. You held them to 195. There couldn't have been too much wrong in that game, right? Um, which I appreciate him doing this because you got to keep the guys motivated. Mm-hmm. I mean, tell them that it wasn't good enough, and and then hold Michigan State to one seventy five. You know, so you know they're playing really well. It's a it goes without saying. I mean, they're number five in a country in rush defense. They're number thirteenth overall total defense. Five rushing defense, number 13 in total defense. This is what we've been begging for Mm -hmm. for years. Man, I mean, think about going back to the Riley era when they were allowing 4.9 yards per carry. No, it got – let me stop. It got over five. They're allowing five-plus yards a carry. Now they're allowing Mm 2.7 in that area. So this is what you wanted, and here it is. Yeah, I mean, the whole message basically since the beginning of the year is we need to become a defensive team. Well, they are that and then some with the way that they're playing right now. And I think what Rule was talking about probably had more to do with some of the plays 
that the wind especially impacted on Purdue. Like Tommy Hill's interception, Rule basically made it out that he got beat, and the wind killed it, and Tommy was able to catch up and make the pick. And then there was another play going the other direction where they overthrew a guy that was wide open down the sideline. I can't remember if he beat Newsom or who it was, Mm -hmm. but Purdue missed some plays. I think that's what – so it's motivational, but I think it's also kind of a reality check that, yeah, you guys were really good, but, you know – if that win's not there, it's maybe a different story. So th- I think that's kind of what you got to do when a group's playing this well. You can't let them get comfortable. Yeah, right. I was surprised Good that point, Purdue Rob. was even taking shots down the field in that wind when they were throwing mm-hmm. into the wind. A whole yeah. bunch of shots. Like, that. just not even knowing the stadium you're in. You they threw it 11 times like, into the wind. You could have Josh Allen and have a hard time making those throws. Because yep. that yep. Win, I mean, they were beat, mm-hmm. and the ball knocked down 10 yards. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it, no, they. I think they threw it eleven times in the. Was it the second quarter they were going into the win? Mm-hmm. They threw it eleven times in the second quarter. Odd, very odd way to do it, Graham Harrell. I and mean, did you um, hear Ed Foley say about the wind in the stadium and Brian Buscini today? Ed Foley said when the ball gets above the crossbars, the wind really changes. It's hmm. a complicated wind pattern in that stadium. It it really is. Bill Bush talked about it all mm-hmm. the time. You, it, it's almost like a study. I mean, you. Opponents don't w- won't understand it. It no. does give Nebraska an advantage. Grant, it does. A former punter here, Grant Schumacher, told me that there was a study done that it's the windiest and hardest stadium in all of football to kick in. Really? Because I think it's because the way the wind swirls. changes directions. Yeah, it swirls within the stadium. It comes and like so you can't just say, well, the wind's going east or it's going west. Like it's it could go east and then as you're kicking it, it shifts yeah. and starts going southwest. Odd. Now, when the new construction gets done and they build the south up, what will that do to the wind? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Because will that block that warm south wind that comes in on those warm days? But on a cold day, you saw a north wind like we saw Saturday. So it is tricky. And Buscini said during pregame, the opposing punters, like especially Saturday, come up to him and is like, man, is it always this hard and windy to kick in the stadium? He's like, yep. Yeah, a lot of times it is. Yeah. So it, it is definitely something to, to physics, watch. Physics, Sean. Got to know your physics. Okay, something to watch this week as we uh, continue defensive storylines. Marquise Buford, um, will we see him make his 2023 debut after going down a year ago? Uh, I believe it was in the Michigan game a year ago. He went down with that injury. It was Wisconsin. Wisconsin game. Okay, Wisconsin game a year ago. Will we see Buford back out there for the Huskers? On Saturday, it's no small development. I mean, he's a starter. Now, I don't know if he'd be a starter right away, mm-hmm. but he's one of their very best defenders. Definitely one of their best players in the secondary. Has a ton of starting experience and is good. He's a dude. I mean, he's a he's a program guy, and he'll he's value. I mean, that that would be a valuable addition. And when you're adding guys like that late, it's really it can be really valuable. Absolutely. Uh, I think Rule kind of pumped the brakes on that a little bit, yep. saying that he's practicing. He got first-team reps last week, mm-hmm. even with the, with the defense, but every day afterwards he was really sore. Yep. So I think that the, the, the goal for this week is can he put together consecutive days without feeling it as much as he did the day after and being able to stay healthy consistently over multiple days of action. Yeah, and you know, when, he, when he's healthy, though, he is their best DB. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, best best safety for sure like imagine a healthy him and a healthy singleton and omar i mean all of a sudden yeah if they get all these guys back and they get billy kemp back yeah are they they could get you guys have mentioned singleton yeah i think he's he's close yeah he he wasn't ruled out for the year they left that door open 
So they, they could get him back. They can get Buford. Kemp, you wonder if Kemp could be back by Wisconsin. That'd be big. That'd be big. God, this is a this is gonna get interesting, fellas. Mm-hmm. And as the stakes rise, all of a sudden, you know, if if they're in the West race, yeah, Wisconsin, they're in the West race. If, if they can Sean, get, they are if they right win now. the next two weeks, all of a sudden you get Kemp back at Wisconsin. That makes a big difference. Yeah, they're in it. They're in it. I mean, there's pressure though. Now there is pressure to win. Mm-hmm. There really yeah, is. Rob, you were kind of right. But the de- the depth that they're playing <laughs> with on defense is the key because we've seen defenses with good players at Nebraska, but they they would have to play like Garrett Nelson eighty snaps, mm-hmm. or I mean Colton Feast played like seventy snaps yep. in Ireland. More depth right now. I mean they're not having to do that. Well, Nobody other than the DBs and DBs universally always play a lot of snaps. But your front seven guys are the heavier guys, mm-hmm. and they're rotating those guys out at as good of a rotational pace. Um, and Robin and I do the snap counts every week that we've ever seen since we've been doing the snap. Really, that yeah. you've ever seen? Yeah, especially on the defensive line. Like the number of bodies they're still playing. Like early in the year, you can kind of get, but even they've carried it on <coughs> through the eight games already. And they're playing a, a significant rotation up front, and they've kind of pared it down a little bit more on the back end. I think just kind of by numbers with the secondary. But here's the other part of it: they're not just rotating a lot more. They're playing less snaps mm-hmm. because of the way the offense is playing. They're shortening the game, and so. Under Scott Frost and that offense, you know, the defense was out there for 80-plus snaps some games. Now they're playing 60. That makes a difference when you're playing 20 less snaps per game over the course of a season and rotating at that level. These guys, the front-line guys, are probably as fresh as Nebraska defense has been in a long time. It almost feels like they have a head coach with a (laughs) grand plan, right? What? Yeah, odd. Like a head coach, are you allowed who's to do that? Formulated an identity for his program, and is actually enacting it. Huh? I'll be damned. In an identity that doesn't necessarily fit the agenda of what he wants it to do, he's doing it Ooh. to make it work. I, I, I mean, he like, wants to run it, Sean. Yeah. Okay, but like, I think this offense will evolve. Yeah. Uh, but oh yeah, he knows what the, where they're at. But I think that when even as it evolves, he wants to be a he wants to be a body blow offense. Pound. Recruit big running backs. Pound it, pound it, pound it, pound it. That that's I think I don't think you'll stray too much from that. Play more play action. Well, probably less option going forward, right? I throw the ball more than eleven times in a game. Yeah. Now that was a lot because they were up they got up twenty one zero earlier in the third. So you sit on it at that point, largely, right? It was early in the third, they're up twenty one zip. All right, when we come back, Abby Barmore will join us. We'll take your questions here in the mailbag. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple, Robin Walsh, and Abby Barmore joining the show here as we take your questions in the mailbag. But before we get to that, this segment of the show brought to you by Bauer Underground. They're helping shape Nebraska's infrastructure future, and they're looking for new members to join the team with open positions for laborers, equipment operators, aerial linemen, and foremen. Bauer Underground is searching for the best in construction. Visit BauerUnderground.com to learn more about career opportunities and industry-leading benefits, including competitive pay, employer-paid health insurance, dental, disability, vision, and life insurance, 401k match, new top-of-the-line equipment, and a clothing allowance. No experience in underground utility construction? No problem. 
Bauer will train the right people in the field, giving you the hands-on experience you need to build a long and rewarding career. Want to learn more? Visit Bauer Underground on Facebook to view testimonials from current Bauer teammates, hear about their experiences, their company culture, and the importance of their work. Bauer Underground is family-owned with crews and work sites across Nebraska. Wherever you live, Bauer has an opportunity for you. For more information, like Bauer Underground on Facebook or visit BauerUnderground.com. Come start your new career today. Thanks again to Bauer Underground for sponsoring us here on the Husker Line Show. Okay, Abby, where are we starting off at? Okay, our first one. Which of Nebraska's next four games do you see as the most difficult to win? I think Wisconsin on the road. Uh, Nebraska's never won in Madison ever since they've joined the Big Ten. Um, that you know, in 2016, the last time they went to a bowl game, they probably could have and should have won that game. Uh, Western Camp was interfered with by Watt. They didn't call it, and Wisconsin was able to win um, controversially in overtime. Um, but they've never won in Madison. In fact, they've really only played well in Madison that game. I mean, every other game has been fairly one-sided. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had a shot the last time there when they threw the bets late. Oh, yeah, right? duh. That's another one. I forgot yeah. about that game. They had a shot. The 2021 season. Yeah, the 2021. Wasn't, they didn't play great, and, and the big running back got loose. Average 10 yards a carry and ran for 200. But Nebraska hung in there, right? He did. I think he got 200 and he averaged 10 yards a carry. That guy blew that call. Braylon out. Which, well, okay, now you're going back to the – The bets inter- the, the passing – they didn't call interference. You think it was interference? Both, both losses there, Nebraska could have won, were no-call PIs. And yeah. The one on bets was a pure tackle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, no, I don't think either Rob or I would push back on that. It's the toughest no. game. I think that's going to be probably the last game they're underdogs in at this point. How about that? How about that? I still think Maryland will be a really close <coughs> line. Maryland has a lot of talent. A lot of skill talent. They're not running the ball well, but though, Sean. Their D-line guys are big. They're struggling yeah, right now. They're, they're, they have very good receivers. They're, they're, they have the kind of receivers that I like. They're, they have a bunch of thoroughbreds, 6'1", 6'2", 6'3", guys out there. But they are not running the ball well. And you want it to be a cold, windy day for that game. Yes, too. you do. Yeah. Make, make the quarterback from Hawaii play in that. Yeah, Talia. And I'll tell you something. Though I was reading message boards. Talia? Is it his name? Talia Tagalavoa? Oh, okay. Yeah. And I was reading their message boards. The people calling for his job in the fan base. Oof. Hello. He's not a bad co- I mean, I mean, I'm But they lost saying. to Northwestern, though. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. All right, next question. Okay. Patrick Meyer on Twitter said, it seems that previous <clears throat> Nebraska statues, coaches – are either good at recruiting or coaching, but never both. Is this finally the staff that can do both? I, don't, I mean, there's so many variables that, that come into play there. Schedule matters. I mean, Nebraska's had good coaches, but maybe they've played a really difficult schedule, and they've had guys that have still recruited well. I mean, it, it's such a complicated thing. Cause I, but I do think Rule has the traits where they're going to be good at both things because rule cares about every aspect of this program yeah and this staff's approach to recruiting is so much different than previous staffs too where say the last two staffs in particular kind of stargazed a little bit and they were going after the the biggest names the highest profile recruits and then they either wouldn't get them or they'd get them here and they'd be gone in a year so they're going after maybe a less heralded type of athletes but ones that they can see down the road how they're going to develop that's why you're seeing all these position changes and so the evaluation goes beyond just scouting them at the high school level they're scouting them once they get them on campus it's mm-hmm. that that i think that long-term vision of how they evaluate players is different than 
probably the last handful of coaching staffs Nebraska's had here. Yeah, I agree. What do you got next, Abby? What are the most realistic bowl games Nebraska could either draw with six wins or with a Big Ten championship appearance? Um, I think the highest bowl would probably be Nashville or maybe Tampa, but Tampa is like a rotational bowl now. I believe the ACC and the Big Ten flip on that one. Um, and all the projections you see don't have the Big Ten going to Tampa this year. Um, so I don't know how the that Tampa What if Nebraska wins out? Well, if they went out and they go to Indy, um, I mean, I would say Nashville, Tampa. Okay. Um, you know, a lot of it, too, is will Penn State or the, of the big three, will mm-hmm. all three get in the New Year's Six right. or will only two get in the New Year's Six? Because right. mm-hmm. if all three get in, then everybody moves up. Right. I mean – then you could go as high as Orlando or, or somewhere like Tampa. Um, but I, I feel like Vegas and Phoenix make a lot of sense. Um, I've, I've seen some with Detroit, and that doesn't make any sense to Why me. Is that? Why is that? Because I don't see how Nebraska would fall down to that bowl game. No. If, if there's a pack of six- and seven-win teams, Nebraska the will be. The draw for Nebraska on a six-year bowl drought, they will sell out the stadium. Especially if it's in Arizona or or Vegas or Nashville. I mean, it will be a tremendous draw. Maybe the biggest draw of any non-New Year's Six Bowl. I don't think that's a stretch to say that. So Mm. to think that other teams are going to pass up Nebraska, even at six wins, if Nebraska's there to take, bowl committees are going to take them. All right, Sean, you were saying six or seven. What what, what would the bowl be, do you think? If Phoenix or Vegas. Phoenix or Vegas, all right. You know, pinstripes in play too, but... Everyone just logically thinks the Rutgers. pinstripe will take Rutgers. I mean, why wouldn't they? Yeah. Rutgers hasn't played in that game in a long time. They'd fill the stadium. The, oh, New, York, yeah, well, the New York media would be engaged and cover the game. I mean, it just makes too much sense. Yeah, unless Rutgers won eight. Yeah, if Rutgers wins up more. Right. Um, but, but six or seven, you think Rutgers is going to the pinstripe bowl? They're already at six. Okay, yeah. well, if they stay at six. Yeah. If, if they win but eight might push them out of there, which could push Nebraska to the pinstripe. Yeah. It's not that, though. Like, it's, it's a weird it's, – it's, they find best fits. It's not, like, necessarily a pecking order other than the, okay. mm-hmm. the Capital One Bowl. That's always. where Nebraska's going to get the edge, I think. It's not even Over – keep them – The TV so you're draw, is the ticket sale the draw, like – Keep them out of the pinstripe bowl is what yes. I'm suggesting. Or great. Detroit. Yeah. Yes. yes. Nashville would be a home run. Yeah. I mean – because a lot of folks would just drive. That's a yeah. fun bowl. That's fun. And the media <laughs> hotel is on Broadway Street. Yeah, yes, we've been is. there, and it's fun. Yeah. The <laughs> Nashville fried chicken's fun. It's fun. I, broad, Hot Broadway. Chicken. Hot chicken. Greg, Greg, our video producer, was literally sweating. <laughs> like, he got, like, he, he took it up a little too hot with his hot chicken. Yeah. And it was. It's real. And it's, it's really dripping. tasty. It's, like, legit. Good. I was a wuss and just got, like, the regular mild. Like, not, you know, like, basically, like, Popeye's level mild. That's yeah. okay. Yeah. Don't need to be sweating. No. All right, Abby. Not final all that facial cream. All <laughs> 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 my, oh my Caldera lab will just rub right off. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> final question. Okay. What restaurants do you guys recommend for Husker fans that are traveling to East Lansing mm. this weekend? Ooh, there's a good We've question. We've gotten a lot of questions about that on the board, so this will be good. Okay, so Robin and I, this will be our fourth tour of duty in East Lansing. And <laughs> fourth tour. We've, we've had some memorable moments in East Lansing over the years. Yes. Yes. This is your fourth or fifth? Fourth. Fourth. Okay. We weren't there in 95 with you. Okay. Nope. Okay. We were still in high school. I was 12. <laughs> I was in high school in <laughs> 95. But um, Crunchies is kind of like this staple right in East Lansing. Um, 
they're known, if you have a party of four, they will serve you a painter's bucket of beer. A literal bucket. Like a three-gallon bucket. Um, and Labatt's Blue and Miller Lite. And yeah, those, those are the only two options they had, was Miller Lite and Labatt Blue. And Labatt's Blue in East Lansing is like the most popular domestic beer up there. It's like they're Coors. It's like, yeah, Bud or Coors. I mean, that's, so that's a big... Uh, but you get these Detroit-style pizzas. Just good old cheap college bar food fun. It's, it's a good place. We've always had a good time there. Mm-hmm. Uh, tons of beers on tap. Um, trying to think. Oh, Harper's, Harper's. is like... That's like a nightclub. It's yeah, I've been there. It's too loud. I, it's so I've seen I've <laughs> seen Harpers loud. like yeah. where it's been fully taken over by Nebraska fans. Yeah. And I've seen Harpers where Robin and I were the oldest people in there. Yeah. So like last time we were there. I did a lunch at Harpers. <laughs> I did lunch at Harpers and I thought it was too loud. Harpers at is, lunch. But when we were there when it was like five hundred Nebraska fans in there, it was a lot of fun. But oh, yeah. it turns into like the main Michigan State bar right yeah. okay um I mean, they got we, a dj and it's like a nightclub i know where to steer clear of <laughs> right up your alleys yeah. but we have um a steakhouse on the scouting report this year robin yeah uh it looks phenomenal on the website bowdies b-o-w-d-i-e-s bowdies chop house we can Ooh. walk from the hotel yes. so that's yeah. a bonus and that's in lansing though right yeah we're by, the capital. we're by the capital yeah so a little different there yeah so we haven't done a lot beyond that in East Lansing, but it's a good time. Yeah, Basically, if you just hang around that downtown area, it's like O Street in Lincoln. Yeah, and East Lansing, kind of like West Lafayette, it's its own kind of separate college district area. Yes. And then Lansing is kind of more like the traditional town. Um, just like when you go to Lafayette, there's a big difference between Lafayette and West Lafayette. Yeah. Um, so you, Okay. Bowdy sounds good. Another bar that we went to was The Riv. I remember that. I'm just looking it up right now. A little smaller bar. If you, don't, if you don't want, like, the big nightclub scene of Harper's, walk down a couple blocks to The Riv. And if you just want, like, a safe, like, hey, I want to watch college football bar, there is a Buffalo Wild Wings, like, walking distance from the stadium. Okay. And we've gone in there and watched football before. That sounds good. Wings always sound good to me. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm <laughs> not, That's I am not, own. like, endorsing, like, <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings as the best, but if you just want to go watch – for the, for the Steve Sipples of the world. That's it's a safe for choice. the simple Sipples. <laughs> hey, it's a safe choice. <laughs> You're going to get wings and football. That's right. So. Right. You're right. You're right. Looking forward to it, guys. Yeah, I am too. Big game, too. I'm ready for 11 a.m. kick. Yeah, this is a huge game. Yeah. Just think. I am thinking. A couple days, we could be writing about Nebraska's clinching a bull berth. I know. It's been a long uh, time since we've written that. I know. All right, well, we come back. We'll talk Big Ten storylines, including what's happened in Iowa City this week. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. <coughs> this is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. Final segment here of the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Steve Sibble, Robin Washhead. As we close this show, let's talk Big Ten. But before we get to that, Steve Sibble, this show brought to you by... Uh, Larson Motors, our friends at Larson Motors. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go for a new experience at Larson Motors in Nebraska City. Larson Motors is one of the Midwest's only dealerships with all the major brands in one location. Finding your new Chevrolet, GMC, Hummer, Ford, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, or Ram has never been easier. Start your new experience today at Larson motorgroup.com Larson with an O or at Larson Motors in Nebraska City Larson Motors real people real deals all right let's get into Big Ten talk here let's fly through this last week's action 
Um, Indiana gave Penn State a scare in State College. 33-24 final. Uh, Northwestern shocks Maryland. 5-2 and two Maryland uh, beats them 33-27. Northwestern out four wins. Maryland out five and three. The Wildcats thinking bowl game. Minnesota uh, takes out Michigan State 27-12. to uh, The leading rusher for the Spartans had just 52 yards. Their leading uh, passer was at only 117. So this is not a high-powered offense. Nubbin, the running back, did you guys see the stat line for Minnesota? He had 40 carries for 204 mm. yards. Mm. That's a Mo Ibrahim. Minnesota's two TD drives in the second half um, consisted of 16 running plays and zero passes. Mm. Wear them down. And Tony White made that team throw 35 times in the second half. Think about that. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. Nebraska, obviously, 31-14 winners over Purdue. And then, uh, hey, Wisconsin played Ohio State (coughs) very tough. Uh, The Buckeyes pulled away, though, 24-10. Um, that was a 10-3 game at halftime. So, like, I mean, they they uh, made that game interesting. They limited the possessions. The weather was a factor. Allen only had 50 yards rushing. Uh, Henderson ran for 162, and McCord threw for 226 for the Buckeyes. Allen injured, didn't play the second half. Braylon Allen didn't play the second half. Another positive development for Nebraska if Allen is not up to 100% because they don't have much on that offense. No, they already let, lost Ches Malusi. The backup running Mordecai. Back. Yeah. But they, yeah, they've lost Tanner Mordecai, the quarterback. And now I don't know where Allen's health is right now. All right. I want to get into next week, but let's start with Iowa because um, that situation. I mean, Sip, what was your take just on how it all came out? One of our former interns, David Eichel the, from Husker Online, is with Iowa 24-7. He broke the story this week in Iowa City. And it almost – I think it almost forced the hand of Iowa – Oh. to make this announcement much earlier. Mm-hmm. I mean, almost, almost kind of dampers the rest of the year from this 6-2 and two team right now, and they're announcing they're firing their offensive coordinator. I just It's hard to know how it'll affect the program without being within those walls. There, there's a part of me that says this might help Iowa this week. Now, um, Iowa plays Northwest. Did you say North, Iowa plays Northwest? In Wrigley Field. At Wrigley. It might, it might rally the guys. You know, they might rally around Brian Ferentz. Um, I just don't know what the, the locker room dynamic is. The timing of it is what everybody wonders about. And maybe you're right, Sean. Maybe the timing of it was forced by, you know, a former coworker of ours, yours. Um, it, look, the offense is terrible. And it's not just been terrible this year. It's been terrible really since 2021. Mm-hmm. And really, if you go back to 2017, I think you would say it's it's 98th nationally over that period. The, the last thing I'll say is, if you look over Kirk Ferentz's career, they've seldom been good on offense. Mm-hmm. They don't they don't run the ball very well, despite their reputation. They haven't run it very well. well they don't have running years. quarterbacks, so like the sack yardage always goes off the running totals. <laughs> but they don't run their. I mean, they run zone left, zone right, and if you're not. If you're not, you better be firing off the line of scrimmage, and you better be completing some passes. If you're not, what do you get? 
defenders just flying downhill at you all the time, and it's hard to run. It's yeah, they've had run. good running backs, elite tight ends, and a really good offensive line. Like, that's what their offense has been for a long time. Uh, Rob, not a real good offensive line all the time. They've had pockets They've had of really that. good offensive line. No, pockets. In the last three or four years, it's slipped off. That's really slipped but, off. Th- that, but you can't deny the first 15 years of fairness. The O-line play was good. They've they had, had, they had outland winners. They've yes, had individual they had top good 10 guys. draft picks. Yeah, individual Multiple. guys. Individuals. <laughs> I'm just but, saying. No, no. That's you pretty look good, I'm telling you, I've looked at this. You can look over 20 years. They're not a top 10 running team hardly ever. But they don't play a style that puts up stats. They limit possessions. So when you only have eight or nine possessions in a game, you know. Bad offensive program. And they're putting running backs in the NFL, too. So bad offensive program. Okay, fine. But that so that (laughs) goes to the point, you know, as far as the immediate deal, like so before all this news broke, the over under was like 29 and a half for this week. Like that's like a record. Now it's up to thirty one. Now it's thirty one. Oh, terrible! They're buying in. Terrible. (laughs) Up to thirty one. So I don't know how much of a difference. Like, okay, they rally around Brian (laughs) Ferentz. That's true. So what? Right. They don't have much. They still are the same limited offense that's beat up. They don't throw the ball to their wide receivers. Their tight ends aren't nearly as good, and their offensive line has fallen off. What do you you think about their quarterback? Bad. (laughs) Bad. He's bad. Bad. Yeah. So if I was just sitting at O'Rourke's with Brian Ferentz, I'd say, how did it come to that's your backup, your backup quarterback? How did that even happen? Well, they went all in financially on the transfer guy they brought. McNamara. McNamara. I mean, they, they, they're that's por- not a bad move. He their portal, they're, I mean, their uh, collective paid big bucks to get Cade McNamara. It was there. a Ferentz huge would, deal. Ferentz would say to me, hey, look, we brought in McNamara. We had Luke Lachey as a we tight end. Eric All from Eric Michigan. All. We're set up. We just, had, we just got hurt. You know, that's what he would say. All right. Other games real quick. Nebraska-Michigan State, obviously, 11 a.m. Ohio State at Rutgers. Uh, it's a CBS game at 11. Wisconsin at Indiana. Badgers are nine-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. Illinois at Minnesota. That's an intriguing game at 2.30. Uh, the Gophers are two-point favorites. Um, Iowa, as we talked about, is a five-point favorite in Wrigley Field against Northwestern. That's going to be cool. Yeah. It really cool. Um, Penn State, Maryland. We'll be watching that game. And hey, guys, Maryland's only a ten point dog to Penn State. Mm-hmm. I mean, that gives you a snapshot of their talent. They have talent. Maryland does. Mm-hmm. Ten point dog at home, but your point remains. And then Purdue on the road at Michigan is a thirty two and a half point favorite. Yeah, jeez. Or, or Michigan's a thirty two and a half point favorite. So, yes. um, yeah, well, I think we'll all be watching the Iowa situation closely. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see how Maryland plays against Penn State. Um, Illinois, Minnesota has my attention. Anything jump out to you guys? Well, you know, aren't you looking for these teams in the West, like Minnesota, mm-hmm. to lose? Um, yeah. You you want you want Minnesota to lose. You want Wisconsin to lose. But um, look who they're playing. I mean, every team in the division, outside of. Uh, yeah, every team in the division is favored. So this makes an already important game for Nebraska that much more important if yeah. you're seriously considering yourself a Big Ten it's West big contender. This big game. All right. Um, should be a big weekend yeah, in East Lansing. Um, and we will have Husker Line postgame live from East Lansing. Uh, join us. We had over 20,000 uh, viewers last week. We had a great, spirited, fun postgame live show. It's probably one of the most popular things we're doing um, as of late, and um, I don't think we – unless somebody sneaks in the press box, there will not be a post-game margarita sponsorship for Steve Sipple this week. Probably not in the cards. Not in the cards. That's fine. We're, we're, we just got to 
work. All that right. Work. We'll, 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 but we'll bring it and um, hopefully be on around 5 o'clock Central time or five. so. Uh, give or take 5 Central uh, with Husker Online Post Game Live. But um, looking forward to it. Make sure you check us out at HuskerOnline.com. We'll have full coverage this weekend from East Lansing. Thanks again for joining us this week on Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. 